chapter twenty four of yon of the windmill this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox dot org yon of the windmill by juliana horatia ewing chapter twenty four the paint box master linseed's shop the new signboard master swift as will scarlet on sunday morning jan took his place in church with unusual feelings he looked here there and everywhere for the little damsel of the wood but she was not to be seen meanwhile she had not sent the paint-box and he feared it would never come he fancied she must be the squire's little daughter but he was not sure and she certainly was not in the big pew where the back of the squire's red head and lady louisa's aquiline nose were alone visible she was a dear little soul he thought he wondered why she called him bogey perhaps it was a way little ladies had of addressing their inferiors jan did not happen to guess that amabel being very young the morning services were too long for her in the afternoon he had given her up but she was there the old rector had reached the third division of his sermon and lady craikshaw was asleep when amabel mounting the seat with her usual vigour pushed her sunday hood through the bombazine curtains and said bogey jan looked up and then started to his feet as amabel stuffed the paint-box into his hands i pushed it under my frock she said in a stage whisper it made me so tight but grandmamma is such jan heard and saw no more amabel's footing was apt to be insecure she slipped upon the cushions and disappeared with a crash jan trembled as he clasped the shallow old cedar wood box he wondered if the colours would prove as bright as those in the window he fancied the wan ascetic faces there rejoiced with him when he got home he sat under the shadow of the mill and drew back the sliding lid of the box brushes and twelve hard colour cakes they were ackermans and very good cheap paint-boxes were not made then he read the names on the back of them neutral tint prussian blue indian red yellow ochre brown madder brown pink burnt umber vandyke brown indigo king's yellow rose madder and ivory black it says much for jan's uprightness of spirit and for the sense of duty in which the schoolmaster was training him that he did not neglect school for his new treasure happily for him the sun rose early and jan rose with it and taking his paint-box to the little wood on scraps of parcel paper and cap paper on bits of wood and smooth white stones he blotted in studies of colour which he finished from memory at odd moments in the windmill in the summer holidays jan had more time for sketching but the many occasions on which he could not take his paints with him led him to observe closely and taught him to paint from memory with wonderful exactness he was also obliged to reduce his outlines and condense his effects to a very small scale to economize paper about this time he heard that master shooter was going to have a new sign painted for the inn master linseed was to paint it master linseed's shop had been a place of resort for jan in some of his leisure time at first the painter and decorator had been churlish enough to him but finding that jan was skilful with a brush he employed him again and again to do his work for which he received instead of giving thanks 
jan went there less after he got a paint-box and could produce effects with good materials of his own instead of making imperfect experiments in colour on bits of wood in the painter's shop but in this matter of the new signboard he took the deepest interest he had a design of his own for it which he was most anxious the painter should adopt look ye master linseed said he it be the heart of oak now i know a oak tree with a big trunk and two arms they stretches out one on each side and the little branches closes in above till tis just like a heart twould be beautiful master linseed and i could bring e leaves of the oak so that e could match the yellows and greens and then there'd be trees beyond and beyond smaller and smaller and all like a blue mist between them thee know that blue in the paper eve got would just do and with more white to it would be beautiful for the sky and and who's to do all that for a few shillings broke in the painter testily and master shooter wants it done and hung up for the forester's dinner since the pressing nature of the commission was master linseed's excuse for not adopting his idea for the sign it seemed strange to jan that he did not set about it in some fashion but he delayed and delayed till master shooter was goaded to repeat the old rumour that real sign-painting was beyond his powers it was within a week of the dinner that the little innkeeper burst indignantly into the painter's shop master linseed was ill in bed and the signboard lay untouched in a corner it be a kind of fever that's on him said his wife it be a kind of fiddlestick said the enraged master shooter and turning round his eye fell on jan who was looking as disconsolate as himself day after day had he come in hopes of seeing master linseed at work and now it seemed indefinitely postponed but the innkeeper's face brightened and seizing jan by the shoulder he dragged him from the shop look ye here jan lake said he do ee think thee could paint the sign i dunno what i'd give ee if ee could if twere only to spite that humbugging old hudmadud yonder jan felt as if his brain were on fire if ee'll get me the things master shooter he gasped and ull let me paint it in your place i'll do it for e for nothing the innkeeper was not insensible to this consideration but his chief wish was to spite master linseed he lost no time in making ready and for the rest of the week jan lived between the tallet or hayloft of the inn and the wood where he had first studied trees master shooter provided him with sheets of thick whitey brown paper on which he made water-colour studies from which he painted afterwards by his desire no one was admitted to the tallet though master shooter's delight increased with the progress of the picture till the secret was agony to him towards the end of the week they were disturbed by a scuffling on the tallet stairs and rufus bounced in followed at a slower pace by the schoolmaster crying unearthed at last come in come in that's right shouted master shooter let master swift look jan he be a scholar and'll tell us all about him but jan shrank into the shadow the schoolmaster stood in the light of the open shutter towards which the painting was sloped and rufus sat by him on his haunches and blinked with all the gravity of a critic and in the half-light between them 
and the stairs stood the fat little innkeeper with his hands on his knees crying there master swift did e ever see anything to beat that artist or amateur jan's very blood seemed to stand still as master swift put on his spectacles each fault in the painting sprang to the front and mocked him it was indeed a wretched daub but jan had been studying the scene under every lovely light of heaven from dawn to dusk for a week of summer days master swift carried no such severe test in his brain as he raised his head the tears were in his eyes and he held out his hand saying my lad it's just the spirit of the woods but do ye not think a figure or so would enliven it he continued one of robin hood's foresters chasing the flying roe foresters to be sure said master shooter what did i say have the schoolmaster in says i he be a scholar and knows what's what put em in jan put em in there's plenty of room what jan had already suffered from the innkeeper's suggestions only an artist can imagine and his imagination will need no help i'd be main glad to get a bit of red in there said jan in a low voice to master swift but robin hood must be in green sir mustn't he there's will scarlet put will in said master swift who pleased to be appealed to threw himself warmly into the matter he can have just drawn his bow at a deer out of sight and with a charming simplicity the old schoolmaster flung his burly figure into an appropriate attitude stand so a minute cried jan and seizing a lump of charcoal with which he had made his outlines he rapidly sketched master swift's figure on the floor of the tallet then down to what he declared to have been his dimensions in youth it was transferred to jan's picture and the touch of red was the culminating point of the innkeeper's satisfaction on the day of the dinner the new sign swung aloft it couldn't dry better anywhere said master shooter jan found himself famous the whole parish assembled to admire the windmiller in his amazement could not even find a proverb for the occasion whilst abel hung about the door of the heart of oak as if he had been the most confirmed toper saying to all incomers have ye seen the new sign sir twas our jan didden his fame would probably have spread more widely but for a more overwhelming interest which came to distract the neighbourhood and which destroyed a neat little project of master shooter's for running up a few tables amongst his kidney beans as a kind of tea-garden for folk from outlying villages who coming in on sunday afternoons to serve it should also want to see the work of the boy sign-painter it is a curious instance of the inaccuracy of popular impressions that when master lindsay died three days after the forester's dinner it was universally believed that he had been killed by vexation at jan's success nor was this tradition the less firmly fixed in the village annals that the disease to which he had succumbed spread like flames in a gale it produced a slight reaction of sentiment against jan and his achievement was absolutely forgotten in the shadow of the months that followed for it was that year long known in the history of the district as the year of the black fever End of chapter twenty four